Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And I'm so excited because I actually have a colleague we're interviewing today. We have Bob Moses from N2 Publishing. Say hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. <laughs> yeah, so what I love about Bob is that we actually work together. Uh, we've been uh, kind of worked together because we're both uh, franchise owners for N2 Publishing. Um, so how long have you been with N2 Publishing, Bob? Uh, five years now. Five you know, years. We're, we're in our fifth, fifth year of print. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for a little while now. Yeah, and what's really great about um, you know Bob is he's actually a ski instructor. <laughs> so, um, but actually, you know, before we can get into you know anything personal here, Bob, for those who don't know what N two Publishing is, can you explain to the world or Western New York, if you will, what is N two Publishing? What is it all about, and uh, what do we do? Sure, and you know, I'm sure it's different for different folks that are involved uh, in the business, but. N2 stands for Neighborhood Network, so some have said N-squared, but N2 sounds cooler, I I think we'd all agree. Mm -hmm. So N2, Neighborhood Networks, and I mean, what do we do? Uh, We we really partner with the residents of some of the most affluent neighborhoods, and this is all across the country. Uh, So up here in Western New York, Buffalo, Central New York, Syracuse, we're over in Albany, uh, downstate. You know, and so we're partnering uh, with these affluent neighborhoods and we're producing a high quality monthly publication that's all about their kids, their families, their neighborhood events. Uh, you know, and we've been doing this uh, for a long time now. And I say we and two is now it's uh, over 14 years. Uh, and this is already a quarter of a, a quarter of a billion dollar company, 250 million and uh, so no small potatoes anymore, you know, uh, and, and I absolutely love it because the people we're connecting with seem to really love it. And we're helping businesses connect with these uh, sometimes very hard to reach communities. Yeah. And yeah, you explained it so, so well, Bob. And so for the, just to clarify, for those who don't know, we're actually both franchise owners. So uh, Bob and his wife, Eileen, own the franchise over there in Skinny Atlas, the Syracuse area. And uh, I own it for Buffalo, New York. And it's, it's just been tremendous. The, for me, it's the last four and a half years for Bob. It's been a little over five. And uh, it, it's just been tremendous to, to get involved with such a well-connected community with folks that otherwise that are really hard to, you know, in a lot of ways to get connected, let alone build relationships with. So that being said, you know, for the past five years, watching Bob build his business over there in Skinny Atlas and in Syracuse, um, he is so good at building relationships and keeping relationships. So, Bob, I, I, that's what I want to learn from you most, man. How do you, you know, how have you built so many relationships in in your area with your business? Uh, you know, it has to do, personally, I would say with my character, first of all. You know, I, I'm not afraid 
I'm not afraid of talking with people and asking them what they do. But as far as building relationships, it's, it's, it's asking that next, next question, you know, like, what do you do? And not feeling uh, awkward about it. That building those relationships, you know, we host events. We attend other people's events. Grabbing a coffee with somebody that sends me an email about the publication, whether it's positive or negative, mm-hmm. it's amazing uh, how a lot of times they don't understand what we're doing. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll give you, for example, I've had, you know, a certain gentleman wrote me about an article, said, you know, I don't particularly get how it's all these kids writing. And then we met and he realizes it's anybody can write from the community. And mm-hmm. so now he's writing, his wife's writing. I mean, so it's an educational piece. Uh, but out of that is how these relationships grow. And it's that last question of perhaps when meeting with someone uh, that gets me to the next person saying, you know, who do you, you know, who do you think I should be meeting with? Mm-hmm. Or, or, being more diligent, who are businesses that you would like to see to be part of this publication uh, once they understand the dynamic and the relationships that we're trying to build between the residents and local business owners. Yeah, and a lot of times it's just putting yourself out there. So for business owners that are, that are listening, so um, every franchise is different, every neighborhood is different. So for me, it's you know Spalding Lake and Clarence, you know Eagle Heights and Orchard Park, and we have one at Amherst and one downtown Buffalo. But only the residents of the neighborhood could actually write for this, which makes it really fun, very unique because uh, they actually get a chance to read about their neighbors, about articles written by their neighbors. But back to you, Bob. I was so you know when we were catching up you know, a couple weeks ago, I was so like thralled that you're like, Dave, I, I'm involved in the community this way. I'm involved in the community that way. And I thought it was just such a cool way to be involved in really uh, to meet to meet people. So you guys are involved in like, you know, fundraisers. And instead of me stealing your, you know, your thoughts here and trying to regurgitate it back at you, why don't you tell them, uh, you know, how you're involved? I thought it was just so cool. So a lot of the communities uh, that we reach across the country, and I'll narrow it down uh, just to the two that we actually are uh, involved with here in the greater Syracuse markets, Guinealis and Manlius. You know, a lot of these folks are uh, phil- have a philanthropic mindset and are absolutely plugged into the community, giving back in so many ways. Some are anonymous. Some are more about uh, actually uh, it's part of their marketing. You know, they're involved in any local fundraiser foundation or school drive, uh, and it's a great way to get their name out, uh, you know, along with our publication. So uh, a way we can give back, you know, is by donating uh, ad space uh, for events, Uh, also having with our social events that we actually put on, is having a a portion of the proceeds go towards uh, a current, you know, a certain foundation or fundraiser, uh, letting them tell their story, uh, you know, so giving a a page or two uh, to the local foundation or fundraiser. uh, So, uh, and this can be done in many ways. It can be the actual foundation telling about what they do, or it could be someone who's involved who's from our community 
explaining about that foundation or fundraiser. Uh, by doing this, this is certainly also, uh, you know, you know, besides doing our part, and, and it feels really good uh, to be giving back in such a way, it also has opened some doors. Uh, you know, when you put yourself out there and, and they understand that what we're doing is giving back. And again, I, I know this is don't, jumping around, but something I love about N2 uh, and, net, and neighborhood networks is the culture. Uh, that's something that really, you know, brought me to N2 uh, is the culture of giving back. You know, there's this whole N2 gives. And, and so far, I believe we've given over 8 million, you know, as a collective. And then that's not even talking about what's going on on the local level in all of these publications across the country. That's just what a portion of our proceeds goes to for N2 National to uh, pick and choose. You know, uh, they do a lot with uh, trying to eradicate human trafficking. Um, but on the local level, what that culture has done is taught us our responsibility, uh, myself and my wife, and, and, and what we can do. Uh, it's just a no-brainer at the end of the day because uh, I'm not looking for anything in return, but I'll tell you what, the doors have opened uh, mm -hmm. from giving. Yeah, and <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more, and I love the culture deck of N2 just to kind of piggyback off what you just said. Um, you know, I, I, you know, one of my favorite lines when I, when I was interviewing with, with N2 Publishing four and a half years ago, interviewing to be a franchise owner, they were like, we want scholarship talent with a walk-on mentality. And I, I thought it was awesome. And, you know, as you can tell, we both are passionate about N2. We, we, love, we love what it does for the community. We love what it does for businesses. And when you do that, I think it just, it just creates a, a great success in any, uh, you know, anything that you do. So that being said, you know, uh, for, for business owners or entrepreneurs that are listening, Bob, how do you get a hold of hard-to-reach potential clients? Because sometimes, whether you're at a B&I event or sometimes you're networking, a lot of times people ask, I want to be connected with this guy. I want to be connected with this group of people. And maybe these people or this person is hard to reach. I would love to get connected with them. So how do you get a hold of hard-to-reach potential clients? Sure, sure. And so, you know, in real estate, they say the three most important things, you know, especially in commercial real estate, location, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you're trying to reach uh, that very hard to reach uh, business owner, it's persistence, persistence, persistence. Now, it's a double-edged sword because you don't want to turn into the local stalker either, or you're just, <laughs> you know, you may hear no several times, but you just got to treat treat it as not now it just isn't the right time what i found out though uh over time is i'm going to go back to i've found a lot of these hard to reach business owners are actually those that are also involved in a lot of charitable causes foundations fundraisers you'll see their names listed on uh you know those that are members of the board trustees that kind of thing so if you reach out in a different way that helps. Uh, also, um, re it's referrals. So, mm -hmm. you know, not only do we have this publication, we also do social events that go along with it, uh, which makes us, I believe, unique. I don't think anyone else is doing this type of thing, allowing ad partners to meet the residents, their readership. Uh, but 
through those uh, social events, when I'm talking with residents or businesses that are at those social events, mm-hmm. uh, I'm asking them if they know so-and-so, you know, oh, who owns, you know, this dealership or who owns, you know, how, you know, who are the doctors at this medical facility? You know, I'll pick on medical facilities for a second okay. or den- dental offices, you know, they spend a lot of time and they do a great job training their office manager or the person that answers the phones to not allow someone like myself to get hold of them because they're busy and that's how they that's what they were trained to do and that's totally and so when i finally do get a meeting i always compliment them on how well they train their office manager to not you know let us through yeah that's actually funny you know, it's that, it's that due diligence uh, again, you know. And, and so at that point, though, it's typically tongue-in-cheek because I typically have finally gotten their personal email or a, uh, a cell phone through a friend or an acquaintance. Uh, you know, it's always going to be, you know, the dentists that we have that are advertising. It's They, be, they became advertisers because – of someone who's their client that lives in the community that gave us their name that through being a client of theirs or a patient now as a friend. Yeah. Um, that's so, so, that's so good. So, Bob. Yeah, go so ahead. It's the referrals. I mean, the referrals again, strengthens the relationships that you're forming too, you know? So uh, I'd say that's the number one way. Hey, really quick. If you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. Yeah, that's so good. And I thought that was funny that you compliment them um, on their ability to basically, you know, uh, for the receptionists or what we call them sometimes the gatekeepers to to, to block out the white noise to, to business owners. And, you know, we can't take it you know, personally. And I can't tell many times, Bob, I'm sure you've had this before. And I'm sure any business owner who is in sales or tries to get a hold of hard to reach you know, potential clients often I don't know about you, but I left messages with the receptions four or five times, right? Um, or I've sent, oh, an, or I've oh, sent yeah. an email. Yeah. And then a year later, you just get connected through them because someone inter- you know, someone referred you to them or say, hey, why don't you just get home? Here's your cell phone. And I say, hey, you know, for example, hey, Mark, you know, from so-and-so office, you know, uh, you know, I-, I left a couple of messages with the receptionist. He goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it- it's it's so funny. Or they have like a, I don't know about you, but I even have a spam email. So when I put, you know, emails in for, you know, something to get like a 10% off or something, um, I give him my, my Yahoo account, which I don't, I-, I don't even know what the password is to that. So, um, so sometimes you know it's so funny but persistence like you said persistence is key don't assume they know don't assume that you left messages that they they just know it's just not true and um so persistence i totally oh, yeah you. <laughs> you, you have to realize that they're getting barraged with all sorts of solicitation day after day after day to the point where they they just become immune to it so that is part of what we do you know uh, honestly we're just trying to sit down with a decision maker or business owner and explain to them uh, what's different about what we do and see if it's a mutual fit. 
I mean, that's that's what we do. And the, one of the difficult parts of that is actually getting to the decision maker, the owner. I mean, you tell me how many times, what's the percentage of your sales partners, your ad partners that you have that wasn't from a decision maker or business owner? I mean, <laughs> is it a zero? Zero, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's not, it's got to be point oh oh one, if you will. Um, so, you know, yeah. so since you and I, you know, we do what we do, you know, I don't know about you, Bob, you know, at least speak for myself here, and I'm sure it's probably the same for you, but we meet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of business owners every year in the West New York area. And, you know, we interview them to see if they're a good fit for what we do because we just don't take anyone. We, I don't know about you, but I notice so many problems that I see business owners making or I see them, you know, or they tell me the problems they're having in their business, right? So, you know, versus me saying what I already know, I want, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Talking to so many business owners weekly, what problems do you see them making that you just see as a crucial mistake? Like, like what is their blind spot that they just don't see? Yeah, and, and, you know, particularly, of course, in the advertising part of their business. I, I feel like with a lot of businesses that I met that um, advertising is either considered, they may not say it, but you can ferret it out, so to speak. It seems like it's an expendable or unnecessary expense that's not necessarily treated as an investment. Um, perhaps they've got an additional amount of money, so they're going to utilize that for advertising. But once it's dried up, they don't see all the time the value of that consistency. And just just a you know a couple of things I, I've just seen, or in the conversation, you know, you're talking to them, and they're like, "Oh, this seems like a, just a great fit for what we do." However, uh, I don't have the money right now to do it. When I do, I, I want to do it. So it's kind of a backwards thought mm -hmm. on uh, that this is actually something that should be a line item that doesn't go away. It should be on their budget just like water bill you mm -hmm. know, or keeping the lights on. Uh, having that touch to their ideal clientele consistently, that's, you know, so that's the education part, uh, uh, you know, where – we are there, whether they, they decide to advertise with us or not. Uh, I try to go in there uh, with uh, a hat on that I'm there to help them, and maybe we're not the right fit for them, but something is. If you're in business, uh, you got to have your name out there. So if these communities, uh, the neighborhoods that we reach, are their ideal clientele, uh, and they're telling me that, then yeah, we got to figure out uh, what's the right size at that point. What's the right fit? What you know? What's the what kind of splash do you want? But they're still not able to see that. So we got we got to take it farther. But the biggest problem I think is is how they treat advertising. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so uh, good. And you know. Yeah, go ahead. It, Sorry. It, so it's, it's it's educating them of what advertising really is, you know. And I try to use this um, picture uh, a bicycle wheel, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then each line that you have out there touches whether you're you're going to be in the school play flyer with your business uh, locally, or you're on a banner for a race, or there's a, a foundation or fundraiser that's local. 
each one of those uh, where your name is out there is a spoke on the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. So the more spokes you have, the stronger your wheel is. Uh, If you've got one or two spokes, that's going to be a pretty bumpy ride, right? Your tire is not going to be round. (laughs) So I kind of try to explain it that way, you know. That's a good analogy. Honestly, I've never never heard of that before. And one thing I've noticed, Bob, is that a lot of businesses – they, they're very good at what they do, whether it's plumbing, electrician, landscaping, CPA, you know, you know, whatever they do. But a lot of times they went to school for that, but or they learned it at a trade school, but they didn't learn marketing or they took one business class. So I noticed that a lot of businesses that are actually really successful um, or, or just starting out, whatever you whatever that you are in the spectrum here, I noticed that they don't really know much about marketing. They kind of just know what they hear um, or they know in the one business class that they took that was very general. Um, so a lot of times we are consultants, right, Bob? Like we're just we're just talking to them and be like, hey, this is this, you know, for example, this is broad range marketing and this is good for A, B, and C, and this is more of target marketing, which is good for A, B, and C. And then there's this hyper focused market, which is what we are, and we're not a good fit for everyone. We're not trying to be. And as you know, Bob, there's you know there's th- you know there's thousands of businesses, and you know I think there's twenty two thousand businesses in Buffalo alone. And like I'm obviously over Western York and Rochester and Syracuse, there's a lot more. We we you know we don't want you know fourteen plumbers in our newsletter. We want like one or right. two. So we're not worried about finding one. We just want to find the right one. So what's cool is that in our job, we actually get a chance to really, I don't want to say the word consult because we're not paid to consult with them, but it's kind of like a a piece of free marketing advice for them. Um, And then if it's a good fit, awesome. So one thing I really do love about you, Bob, is you are fantastic fantastic at maintaining strong relationships with your clients because I've seen so many times once someone a business once they get a client they completely forgot about forget about them or they just kind of send a postcard once a year or you know a flyer if you will but I'm talking about you're pretty good at maintaining strong relationships with your clients to keep them in good conducive relationships so so how do you how do you how do you keep that conducive good relationship going with your clients well there's a there's a couple of ways thanks David, I appreciate that. And it wasn't always that way, to be completely honest with you. And when I was first starting this uh, business, even though our leaders and everybody uh, that's there is telling you what needs to be done, there was there was a lot going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can appreciate I, too, didn't go to school for marketing. These businesses that we've met with, you know, we can appreciate when we're there to try to help educate them that we've been there too, you know, so uh, retaining clients and keeping them happy and relationships, it's not going to be all of them. Let's be perfectly honest. But if you're, if you're increasing the amount of businesses and growing and it's, it's, it's just being real with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ways is, you know, electronically every month we're letting them know, you know, uh, whether they change their ads or not. Some of them do and some of them don't each month, right? Right. Uh, And I just give them that opportunity. Also, just letting them know what's going on. Um, Sending out invites invites, um, to them for our social events. Just letting them know that we're there. So So instead of the only thing that they get from us is each month an invoice, you know, a paid invoice uh, electronically. They're getting some other touches that there's things going on, there's activity, 
that's been pretty uh, positive for us. Um, again, being part of the other uh, events that are in the communities, whether it's chamber events or, again, uh, you know, it doesn't take much. You can stop by these events for 30 or 40 minutes, and, you know, it's, it's just something we do. And you're seeing people face-to-face. -face. And that doesn't mean everybody, but it does mean enough. And then uh, what's so important to us as well as our businesses is that good old word of mouth. And, mm -hmm. and that's how there's that uh, we retain and the relationships grow is if you're out there, and you put yourself out there, then, you know, I, I believe if it's in a positive way, then positive things are going to uh, come back. So I, I agree with you. And, you know, doing the little things right is just huge. And in the end, you know, it's hard to, to say what you said in you know one line here, but people do business with what they trust and they know and they have a good relationship with uh, above anything else in my opinion and as long as they do the, the job correctly of course but you know you actually you touched on something that I want to touch on Bob you talked about you know sometimes we think well the, the event's two three hours long I worked all day or I've been working on my business I don't want to stay it's like Sometimes we can just pop in for 30, 40 minutes, say hello, kiss babies, whatever you want to call it, and then and then leave, right? So, you know, so that being said, Bob, obviously you have a so for those that don't know the listeners, you know, you have a family. So, uh, yeah. So how many members uh, do you have of your family? Yeah, so uh, you know, my wife Alini and I have been married 17 years. We've got two boys, uh, 13 and 10. Mm -hmm. And they're active, you know, they're involved in sports and band and, you know, uh, the plays and things like that. Right. And uh, it's it's not less and less. It's more and more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how uh, do you manage all that being an entrepreneur? Well, well that's I, I think that's what's so great about being this type of entrepreneur and what I'm doing. It allows me the flexibility and freedom to, uh, you know, of course, my my family manages me. Let's put it, I'll put it straight out there, right? <laughs> you say, how do I manage family? Family manages me. So my mantra or my thought process is family first, mm -hmm. right? So I want to I wanna have the ability to be at every game. You know, I want to have the ability to be at those events because you don't get those back. This, this time in, in our lives, uh, they're not getting any younger, and they still want to hang out with me, which is pretty cool, right? I don't know how Absolutely. long it's going to last, but we're <laughs> going to take advantage of it now. Um, that being said, that means I can go to uh, yesterday. I'll give you a for example. Um, it was my son's lacrosse game, so I, you know, I was done with. I made sure I was done with what I was doing, work related. And then I was at that game at 4.15, you know, and I was ready to watch and, and excited to do it. And I don't give anything a second thought or nervous about I got to make a call to somebody because I can schedule that at any time. Uh, mm -hmm. I also can work on things later at night when, you know, and it's up to everybody that's doing this, what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But I literally can look over things at 9.30, you know, when everyone's kind of gone to bed, um, kids are bed at 8.30, wife around 9.30, and, you know, boom, in a half an hour or an hour, it's amazing what you can do when there's not a soul 
that you know is going to call. There's nobody. There's nothing that's going to. So yeah, uh, that's me, right? So I can do that, and I have that flexibility. Uh, or uh, if somebody gets sick, so we, my wife and I do this together. Uh, so that's unique in a sense. Uh, I know there are teams out there also, but say I'm sick, she can go to the meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, she's sick, I can go to her. So we have that dynamic uh, as well, um, which has been uh, very fortunate for us. Um, that's awesome you know, because and, so many, so yeah. many business owners you know, they have families. I mean, I'm not, you know, so, you know, if I'm sick, they don't happen. Right. So, um, <laughs> but that being said, you know, cause I know a lot of people, you know, cause sometimes they struggle, you know, like, Hey, you know, I, I try to work this much. I try to put guardrails of what I should do, what not to, cause you know, we don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, business first family second, because you know, we know how that turns out. So, um, that being said, Bob, you know, that's really all the time we have today, but if someone wants to get you know, a hold of you, like, Hey, I'd love to ask questions on this, or I noticed you said this and I have a question on that or, Maybe they're like, hey, I actually want to get involved with what you do, and maybe it's a maybe they want to reach you, you know, an affluent community in yours. And um, so, how, how do they how do they uh, get a hold of you? Sure, sure. Well, you know, the best way to keep me honest and and, and everybody on the same page is my email. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's Bob Moses at n two pub dot com. B O B dot M O S E S at n the number two pub.com. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out Bob or, you know, myself. So, um, yes, again, thank you for your time, Bob. I appreciate you. It is always a a blast, you know, hanging out with you and catching up with you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, it's been fun. Let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do. If you loved listening to the Western New York entrepreneurs podcast and want more, Subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.